So I'm going to do some California bragging. It's 80 degrees outside. We're unseasonably warm out here. Oh, nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah, we're, uh, uh, it's, well, it's Ohio, so it's cold as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're just loving this, uh, what, below freezing weather we've had for the past three days. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we appreciate you giving us a, a local weather report where you are, just to kind of rub it in a little bit. That's yeah. Fine. That's fine. It, 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 well, no, it's, tw- it's 20 degrees higher than normal, so it's, it's, it's way unseasonably warm out here. Way. Okay. Well, I hear it's just always nice out there anyway, because I had friends who used to live in California, um, and they're like, hey. It's yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's nice compared to the east, because we don't get the hot, we don't get freezing, we rarely get freezing, except mm-hmm. up in the mountains, and, um, but we also don't get the seasons the same way, we don't get color, we don't get, you know, it's just, it's just not the same, but I understand where you are now, 80 sounds pretty darn okay. Oh, it does, it sounds amazing. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering who that is bragging about the weather, that's Nina Hartley. <laughs> um, so for our first show of 2016, um, we we wanted to really kick it off right and bring back our good friend of the show, uh, Nina Hartley. Welcome her back to the Barely Live podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in, even if it was to uh, brag about the weather. No worries. Um, I always like talking about this kind of topic with people who want to talk about it back, and so here we are. All right, yeah, and also Valentine's Day is upon us as well, so we couldn't think it of anything is. better to have a conversation with uh, regarding that subject. So. I would not want to talk to anyone else but you on Valentine's Day weekend. Well, thank you very much. So how shall we kick this off? Wow. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I like you. You like me. We're all good here. So moving on. All right. We're talking about sex. And then let's just, you know, we can talk about the weather. We're talking about L.A. trying to get, to get a football team. I don't know why it needs one, but there you go. Yeah. We can talk about that Super Bowl. How about that Super Bowl? Oh, that's um, Super Bowl, yeah. T- you know, we can, we can talk about the Cavaliers. We can talk about the Browns. I don't think you want to do that. All so, right, so what do you got planned for Valentine's Day? Um, staying in and having sex with my husband because we are homebodies that way. Perfect. What is yeah right? Life life sucks. I mean, (laughs) and one thing nice about being married, one thing nice about being married to the right person is that it is a guaranteed hot date. Um, uh, so so he and I, after sixteen years together, for all the other sex we have, we still prefer sex with each other. So that's true love for you. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are you a, are you a fan of the the flowers and chocolate? You know, stereotypical nope. like Valentine's Day presents. Nope. Although I, I will say this, um, I'm a chocolate snob, so I like super extra good European chocolate, not Godiva. Um, <laughs> but I don't like flowers because flowers are already dead, and so I'm not. And most flowers aren't organic, and so when I get flowers, I think. Some poor woman in Colombia was up to her elbows in pesticides before boxing these flowers and shipping them at great cost to the United States. So, no. So, if you want to bring me flowers, if you have a, a, a bush in your backyard, you bring me a couple flowers from your backyard. I love flowers. But a bouquet of commercial flowers, I, I don't care for them. All right. I'm never going to look at flowers the same way. But uh, I'm going to buy my girlfriend like, flowers from now on. Oh, no, 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 no. If your girlfriend likes flowers... You have to know the love language of your target person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that my husband is allergic, but he doesn't like flowers, and I don't like flowers, so we don't give flowers. Other women are, love flowers, and so it's really important for a person to know what gestures are received by the other person that's loving. There's a book out there called uh, Love Languages, 
acts of service, acts of giftery, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's useful to know what actions on my part make my partner feel loved, respected, admired, desired. I think I heard about that. And it that may book. not have worked for me. I'm a, uh, is there like a touchy feely person? In the, in the book, there's a reference to something like that, and I know I think that's where probably I, I think that's where I yeah came I, 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 I I'm I'm active service and I do and I do like touch I do like hugs and I'm a very physically affectionate person so I, I do like a partner who likes to hold hands in public I don't need to, I don't need to make out in public but I have to have a partner who always hold hands in public you know my girlfriend I, I don't I don't need to do tonsil hockey in in the grocery store but I do uh, I do I do <laughs> like someone who will hold my hand. Yeah. Oh, Nina. Yeah. Just to give you an update on my life since the last time we talked. Um, yeah, yeah. I've actually started dating someone now, so I have a girlfriend now. And uh, yeah, you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I actually got. I was kind of lazy about it. Ended up dating a coworker, but you know, hey, that's fine. Um, hey, you know, you know what? I said I said that my husband doesn't work. Well, that's uh, that's yeah. the most time. We're going to meet somebody that's not at work. That, that's true. Well, that's how you and Tracy met, though, right, Bubba? Yeah, you I guys met my met wife famous at work. When you were she was her. my boss. Yeah. And now I'm her boss. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, my girlfriend's Careful, the same my, don't, 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 don't set up an HR infraction there. Yeah, oh. she, she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> Trust me. She doesn't support me with this. Uh, neither does my, my girlfriend. <laughs> the first two shows, she was done. She was like, ah, I don't really want to hear this anymore. Yeah, yeah I know suck. what you guys talk about. You're dumb. You guys are dumb. Uh, but, but no, my my girlfriend's the same way you are. She she's uh she's very affectionate. She likes to hold my hand in public and you know kind of you know right. leaning into me all the time and you know lots of just quick smooches and you know while we we're at the grocery store today that's kind of how it was like and and I love her to death and we're we're having an, we're having a great time just being around each other and spending time with each Yay! other. Yay! I know, awesome right? Talk. Kyle's life is back together. Yay, All right. You're getting some. Yay! Woo! In line, finally. <laughs> no more socks around the bed. Nope. All right, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've been married 16 years, and there's still things we do that drive each other absolutely bat, gaunt, bat guano crazy. <laughs> so they're, they're, you have to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Oh. And let the other stuff just go. Yeah. You can't, you, you know, so we, my husband, you know, my husband and I are largely compatible in the areas where it really, really matters. We're, we are politically simpatico. We're age appropriate. We have similar cultural backgrounds. More importantly, our sexualities dovetail very nicely. And because we're not a monogamous couple where they don't dovetail, we support the other person getting, getting, other things elsewhere that we can't get at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but obviously non-monogamy is not better than monogamy. It's not more evolved. It's not, it's not a higher plane of existence. It's just an orientation. Mm-hmm. So people out there who think, why doesn't my girl get me other playmates? It's like, well, would you be okay with her being with somebody else? Didn't think so. So it's really important for people out there hearing how great my life seems. But life's great for me because I'm a non-monogamous person married to a non-monogamous person. And um, so if people out there do feel monogamous-oriented, that's perfectly great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of difficult. Any kind of authentic, honest, ethical relationship has challenges. And the challenges of monogamy are different than the challenges of open non-monogamy, but not, one is not better than the other. Yeah, I want people to know it's that. Another part that of that. Sometimes they feel, they feel like, oh, I'm so tired, why can't I be different? Because you're not, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's part of that two-way street yeah. part when it comes to relationships. It's, it's got to work both ways. It can't be one-sided or it's, it's going to fail. 
And, you know, relationships take work. They take agreement. And if your core values don't line up, it's you're you're really you're you're really just fucking at that point. So it's own thing. But um, it, it's very it's very important Dad, that the core values really have to align. That's what makes my husband and, and you work, among other things, our core values do align. And so the, and the rest of it is just just um, looking for the word. The word is static. The rest mm-hmm. of it is just static. Um, and uh, previously, I know in the voting booth, our votes don't cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this year, hopefully. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a clown car on the Republican side. Oh, it really is. I don't know who's going to get the nomination for the Democratic side, but, of course, I can never vote GOP. Mm-hmm. That will never happen. So no, not at all. I... Each of the Democratic contenders has their pluses and minuses, but it'll be I'll be pulling the D the D lever over an R lever any day of the week. Yes, I will. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I was I was actually curious about your thoughts uh, on the election. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Bernie. I kind of feel like he's more of the Democratic person. Um, just in my opinion, from what I've heard from him, how he carries himself, he's he's got that, I mean, he's a much older guy, obviously, but he's got a fire to him that I can really get behind. Oh, he totally he does. Just, no, it's a question of, it, 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 it's just like with Obama, there's the heart, and there's the practical, and the ideological, you know. Um, yes, I voted for Obama twice, because I can't vote Republican. And he was very, very um, idealistic, and unfortunately, he was so idealistic that the other side has said, you know, we're going to put our heels in for eight years, and we're going to make it as hard for you to do anything that you want to do as possible, and we're going to try to make you a stale president. So we've had nothing but stymied um, government for, you know, pushing eight years. And so mm-hmm. if Bernie gets in, unless he just somehow manages to get out the vote and sweep things down ticket, um, we're going to have to buy the government again. And, and honestly... And I like Bernie's politics for the most part. I mean, I'm definitely very left to center, no question. But are people going to vote for a woman in a Clinton, which has her own baggage? And, and Bernie's Jewish. Yeah. That has barely been spoken of. And yeah. I think, I don't know which is deeper in this country, anti-Semitism or sexism? That's a very good question, and that that's what makes the Democratic side of things a lot more interesting, in my opinion. A lot more interesting, yeah. So the young people out there for Bernie, but will they? Well, but on November second or whatever the day, the whatever the first Tuesday of November is, with the with the um, calendar date is, um, will we? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, it's Um, very hard to tell. Obviously. Whoever gets the nomination, I will vote for because I cannot vote Republican. My father would come out of his grave and beat me on the head with that um, <laughs> walking stick. So that's not happening. Um, but uh, you know, and, and I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a prognosticator. I know Clinton comes with her own baggage and her own enemies, but she really understands how the levers of power work. Bernie comes with his own understanding, and I really like him. I like the way he refuses to take debate. He refuses to go negative. Mm-hmm. He has very strongly felt ideas. He's very articulate and really explains himself well, and I, I like his I like his ideas. But I think he's, he's Jewish and socialist, and if you saw the red baiting that one, my father was blacklisted in the 50s, and so I know firsthand the damage that comes from oh, wow. the just... No they, they were the, re- the reflexive anti-communist um, knee-jerk uh, response from, from Republicans against communism, socialism, I just don't see how 
and nothing against every person 18 to 24 to come out and vote, you know, on crutches, in wheelchairs, in a coma. I don't see how it's going to get past the socialist label. We're just so, so, so anti-communist in this country. It's, 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 um, it's pathological. Uh, yeah. too, so I don't, I don't think that would be in his favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he, he was a democratic socialist, I'm not socialist, I'm a democratic socialist. It's like, yeah, we got the F word, and this yeah. country hates socialists. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just go back and look at the labor history in this country and the, and the, and the push for union innovation. It was brutal, brutal, brutal. You know, guns, clubs, goons, beat-up squads. It, it, was, it was very, very bad here in the 30s. Um, the last time the socialists had any political power. Um, and actually, that's why, that's how Roosevelt was able to get so much power. It's like, you know, yes, I wanted your class, and if you, if you, if I'm standing between you and the pitchforks, people, and he was, mm-hmm. he was. You know, in the 30s, there was the pro-fascist American, German-American Bund, and then it was as big as the um, socialists and the communist party in this country. So it was a real, the 30s were a real, real power keg, and we could have gone socialist we, because it was getting really close. People were starving. People were starving everywhere, and then Roosevelt got in and it's basically scared the ruling class into going along with him because they didn't want to be have their heads on pipes in the town square. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I recently went and saw uh, comedian Lewis Black live here in Columbus. Uh, oh, far out. He's really good. I know. I love him. He, he's great. I've loved him ever since I was in high school. I've followed his work. I think he's great. He's a very liberal comic as well, and he had a very good uh, little thing about uh, Bernie Sanders, and he's like, I think Bernie's great, but uh, you know, he told everybody that he was a socialist, and we were all just kind of sat here and said, well, maybe you shouldn't have said that. You know, it's just, right, uh, exactly. No, it's Exactly so, and, and, and Bernie's proud of it, and good for him, and he's and he's he's got a great career for himself, and yay him. Mm-hmm. I just think the socialist thing is just not going to fly. Yeah, definitely. I, I know that it it still has that negative connotation, and especially just saying the word communism, people are just like, oh god, you know, don't say that. Oh man, what are you what are you thinking? Uh, so, and I usually vote independent. When I vote, uh, mm-hmm. I, I research independent candidates because I like to go kind of against the grain, uh, not necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, definitely not Republican, but sometimes there are Democrats as well that really don't jive with me very, very Oh, much. I know. Oh, please, so yes. I, I, I do like to vote uh, independent. People are like, well, your vote doesn't count. And I go, well, it doesn't count yet. And I really think that things are right. shifting, especially with Bernie as him initially labeling himself as an independent. Because I remember when he got elected to the Senate, I was like, oh, well, good for him. That's awesome. An independent guy. Yeah. And I really didn't know yeah, who but he you know, was in the election. Vermont's a pretty small place. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. And, and voters, the voters are very, hum, uh, um, very uh, homogeneous. Um, you know, they think it's like Vermont's like 96% white. Um, so it's pretty... Although Bernie, you know, Bernie's very popular among, you know, Republican gun owners in, in, in Vermont. Um, but I just don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to um, translate nationwide when you get the socialism thing. Um, although I will say this, I will say this: watching Bernie stand up to Trump would be just really delicious. Oh, that would be great! Yeah. I would love. I would love to see that debate, and I really think that. Uh I think Bernie will come out of that smelling like roses and Trump will look like even more of a fool just because Bernie is, in my opinion, smarter and way more well-spoken oh, than yeah. Trump will ever be. Oh, well, but Trump's a showman. Trump's not a yeah, politician. Yeah, You're right. He's a sideshow. I'm, I'm, really I'm surprised that it's, it's, like, it's like Trump is out Borat-ing Borat. 
right? <laughs> oh, uh, he's, he, he, he's, he's out Sasha Baron. He's out Sasha Baron Cohening. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> yeah. Um, as Borat, it's like, wow, is he? Is he? He's laughing all the way to the bank, and is he? Put, does he believe any of this? He's putting one over on us because he has an ego as big as all outdoors. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And true. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. How, I don't know if Trump has a you know tiny peen or a giant horse schlong, but he just he acts like he has <laughs> balls as big as he acts like he has balls as big as his head. I don't know if it's compensating or or or, or truth in advertising, but gee whiz. I know. Maybe the pubic hair looks the same as it is on his head as well. Ah, yeah. I want to give me a haircut so badly. Oh my god! Oh my god! Bad haircut. Yeah, and that us. You know, does the curtain match the drapes? I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm not really even Thanks all that, that concerned visual. with it. Hey, you're welcome. You know what? I, I like and, making and I like I like thinking of people naked, but I just I yeah 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 yeah. yeah. You have to live with that one. Now. We'll just stick with thinking about you naked. How's that sound? Um, there we go. He doesn't think about it. He actually see it. There you I go. know. That's what's wonderful. <laughs> you can. About. <laughs> you, you, you and, and your career, that's what we love about and do, it. Do, do people who listen to this podcast no. the politics? No, it's just us. <laughs> no, only over 350 people listened to the podcast when you were on it. So. Actually, I was, I was just in Columbus last weekend. And you didn't get a hold of us? That's really nice. Thank you. Um, Well, no. um, There is a wonderful group in Columbus called AIS, Adventures in Sexuality, and they held a conference at the Holiday Inn in in Columbus, and uh, like 650 people showed up, and there's workshops during the day, parties at night, and all kinky people, and there is another another um, group called COPE, uh, the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, C-O-P-E, Whoa. and that, again, is, is, is another another uh, mini weekend get-together for kinky folk in Ohio. So just when you thought there was no fun people in your neck of the woods, you actually do have a wonderful, wonderful um, group in Central Ohio. And just so you know, um, if you go to a kinky person's, a, a kinky convention, um, the word on the the word over everything is of course bodily autonomy. So if, even if you and your partner are 100% monogamous, you can still go attend some classes, talk to fun people. Nothing happens to you that you don't permit. Nothing, you know, no one touches you. But you are your mind will be blown and your horizons expanded greatly um, by this wonderful group group of people. Um, and uh, and it, it's awesome. I had the best. I had the best time. It sounds like I mean that that's actually cool that they're very open to having all kinds of people come in and it's like you don't have. Oh, yeah, to be no, it's about it's about, it's about, res- it's, it's about personal respect because mm-hmm. everyone's kink is different. Some people like dressing up, you know, and then doing cosplay. Other people like, you know, all kinds of things. I'm not I'm not going to get into a, a salacious list of things that you can do, <laughs> but there's fire play and there's there's you know rope bondage play and there's and there's classes and how to do all that safely and how to negotiate. And I did a class on on erotic connection through pain and one on dirty talk, how, how okay. to how to uh, express yourself in the bedroom in a more effective manner. Okay. Um, Use your words. There you go. That was the but, you theme know, of our you, last there's, conversation. There's, 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 well, that, use your words is important, but you know how hard it is to be, ask someone to say, you know, please blank my blank. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different or, kind or, of conversation. Or, 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 or may, I, may I blank your blank, or would you like to blank blank? Yeah. And that's as hard to say, because you're, you're risking, risking exposure, rejection, ridicule, 
um, judgment, because and those are very difficult things, which is, which is why intimacy is such is such a delicate dance because you have to you're constantly you know shaving off your walls and exposing yourself a little bit more, a little bit deeper, a little bit more, and hoping that a person continues to go still cool, still like you, pretty awesome, think you're hot, versus <laughs> oh my gosh, you sick fuck, get out of my life. It's like wait, but but yeah, I've been at both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! So I have to. Do you think it's been a, it's it's better to be a talker in the bedroom than not be one? It's so personal, you know. I really for me um, it kind of throws things off. Like it's almost like I lose rhythm. It, it, yeah. No. Well, it, it, once you've established mutual desire, that's the most important thing. And some obviously, my husband and I are a kinky couple, and 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 we we are huge word people. But in the bedroom, he speaks very little. It's really for him. It really is a back of the brain situation. Very physical. Very intuitive. Very instinctual. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to use a lot of words when we play. Um, so it is more, you know, go fetch this, turn around, let's go here. But it's not a lot. But some people love and one occasional part who just loves to spin dirty, dirty, scary stories in your ear while nothing bad's happening to you. He's just like, you know, feeling you up and making you feel good. But mm-hmm. the story, so he loves using words in the bedroom. So it's very much, it's such a, per- it's so personal, I can't say whether blanket is good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have some words. You have to be able to say, ow, my hair, ow, that hurts, more to the left, please. Yeah. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be toiling away at something and having it be at cross purposes. So if my, and for me, in, in the bedroom, as long as it's consensual, I don't care what you ask me to do. But I do want to know what works for you. That that helps us both have a better time, as opposed to, I don't want to be with them again because they didn't read my mind and move two inches to the left. Oh, like, man, I'm not yeah. a mind reader. And I learned that, I learned people weren't mind readers when I was like 19, 20 years old, you know, when I was first with my first boyfriend, um, and I would get so mad at him because he couldn't tell I wanted to move two inches to the left. I never said those words, but couldn't he read my mind? And I realized that's what the, the, the culture tells us, that, you know, if, if, if the passion is there, you'll just know. Your bodies will move in wonderful synchronous rhythm, and you'll have mutual pleasure, and have an orgasm at the same time, and it'll be great. It's like, you know. Not no on that, yeah. and uh, then when I was with a woman for the first time when I was eighteen, I had the the shock of recognition. Where I realized I couldn't tell what she wanted because she wasn't speaking or moving much. But we're both eighteen, so what do you do? You know, um, <laughs> You're like broken scissors. <laughs> but so so that that's that's when I realized. Oh, you know, I people can't read minds. I have to say things like oh to the left and. Using a nice tone of voice and saying it nicely will usually get you what you want. I've come and to realize both, with me and my both been, yeah. With me and my wife, we tend to do all our talking afterwards. It's almost like we yes. we recap it's everything. A, almost, it's yes. like, It's like we just watch a, a, a sporting event and the commentators reflect back on it, and there's like <laughs> replays and everything else. And I'm no, like, no, but but that but that's really healthy because um oh that that thing that thing you did I love that thing you did right that other thing that thing didn't work so well when my husband and I were brand new we call it the post mortem or the or the play, play by play or the you know the the um you know. You know, whatever, oh. you, but absolutely, absolutely have to do that. Um, 
when you both have a nice orgasm and you feel very open to each other and you're very, very happy with each other and you say, you know, A, B, C, D works like a charm, E and F, need a little word, B, never again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were, for a while. We basically critique ourselves afterwards, and we're, we yeah. don't speak much at all during. Um, another right. another reason why is my wife has to sleep with the TV on, and typically we're watching forensic files. So my whole time <laughs> is, <laughs> I think that she's doing stuff with me, and in the back of her mind, listening to forensic files, and how if I ever piss her off, she can kill me and get away with it. So I think she, <laughs> I, I just don't want to interrupt that. And um, but yeah, afterwards, so, yeah, we so just do, recap. You, do you have to wear earplugs? Because I could not sleep with the TV on all night. You know what? I, I get cannot. up. I get up every hour and a half through the night, and I've just done that for a while now. So I'm kind of used to it. So I gave in. I gave in. She has to have TV on, and I'm just being the nice husband. Say, go ahead. I'll suffer. Ooh, the good husband. Earplugs, dude. Earplugs. (laughs) (laughs) I told her I was going to get her some headphones, and we'll just do it that way. No, that that, that really did um, save our marriage. We have very, we don't have, we have a uh, loft situation. There's no, the bed is not a closed off space with the door. Mm -hmm. It's completely wide open. So we got those fabulous infrared headphones. Man, that helps. Headphones for him, earplugs for me. He can watch TV as long as he wants. Not a problem. Yeah, I, I can't stand TV on, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like I said, I'm the nice You husband. know what? He must give an amazing head. <laughs> and, and, and don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, going back real quick, I wanted to ask you this a while ago about um, we were talking about politics and everything. It kind of reminded me um, when you brought up Hillary Clinton. Didn't you play her? I played her like four or five times now. Really? I played her in I played her in Who's Nail and Palin. I played her in I played her in something for Dog Fart. I played her four or five times. Um and if she gets elected I'll probably like uh like Lisa Ann who got when uh Sarah Palin Oh yeah. We were on the scene. I called my then agent at Lisa Ann and said, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you have got to play her and she didn't want to do it, she didn't want to do it, she didn't want to do it, then she did it and it is, her career took off like a rocket and she yeah. had to sell the agency and just she like feature dance solid for a year <laughs> on that one role. She made bank and then she um then she worked toward uh toward um retirement and she now no longer makes movies. She is doing fantasy sports. But she, she rode Sarah Palin out the door. It's awesome. So I, um, so if, if Hillary if Hillary makes it, and it, and if, even if it doesn't, I don't know who they're going to get to play Bernie. But I'm sure I'll be asked to do Hillary having sex with Bernie. Um, <laughs> so you're the go-to when any whenever 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 anyone needs a Hillary Clinton. Then right. Well, I, I have a I'm a sort of slightly slightly shrill voice, and more importantly, I'm known for being political. And I'm the right age. There's no other blonde. No, Lisa Ann, uh, Julia Ann is too tall and classically beautiful to play Hillary. I mean, she's actually like five eight, uh, you know, with long, with long, slender legs and a curvy figure. I'm, I'm, I don't have cankles, <laughs> but um, not at all. Well, neither. But I, but I, but I, I do have pantsuits. So. <laughs> well, definitely, you look so much better than Hillary Clinton. Just so you know. Well, I've got she. She's 15 years my senior. Well, I'm no. just saying. How old is she I'm, now? I'm trying to pay you a compliment here. She's, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, 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 think, I think she has like 10 years on me. I know, if you look at Hillary, the young woman, she's a very beautiful woman. She's, she, she, you look at her younger pictures after she got rid of the glasses, she's really pretty. 
mm-hmm. big blue eyes, apple cheeks, you know, strong white teeth. She's a very pretty feminine woman. The 70s were not kind to any of us, okay, because the glasses, the perm, oh, my God. Um, but uh, uh, Did you have a she, perm? Yeah. I had a, I got a perm in 1980. Yeah, I did. I think I've seen pictures of that. It was it, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty pretty public. <laughs> Nina, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> so, what other uh, parody movies have you done where you played a, a specific person, like the Hillary Clinton? I was in I was in the the witch parody where I played um, Eudora or Endora that played the uh, redheaded mother-in-law. Oh, nice. Um, that was so fun. I played Mrs. Thurston Howell on a um, <laughs> Joseph's Island parody. I played um, the grandmother in a in a Adams Family parody. I, what else? Um, there was an Adams Family parody? I've never heard of that. Yes, not the Adams Family Triple X, yes. Oh, my God. Was there, was there a lurch? Yes, I, I did the blowjob scene with work. <laughs> now, he didn't really have a lot of dialogue, did he? <laughs> you rang. No, but uh, the, the actor, Dick Kimball, did a great job. If you see the uh, Star Wars parody, Dick Kimball played Wookiee, played uh, Chewbacca. Um, there's a parody for everything. There's a, there's a Marvel Comics parody. There is a Star Wars parody. There is a... Um, uh, the guys, the Brady Bunch parody. There's this parodies are huge... Oh I, oh, I did a parody, um, oh my God, uh, Austin Powers parody where I played an evil German scientist. Oh. <laughs> um, that was fun. Um, who else? Well, I remember the last time I was in a sex I, store, I saw an X-Files parody. Oh. Right, right. And there's, there's that. There, I'm sure there's, there'll be a Downton Abbey parody soon enough, I'm sure. Um, Golden Girls. And there, 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 there are varying degrees <laughs> of sophistication and um, budget. Uh, but you know, parody, oh, the, 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 I was in the um, the uh, okay um, Wizard of Oz parody. I played Auntie M in the black and white portion. Um, who I don't know about the Wizard of Oz one either? Wow, yeah, I really need to educate oh, no, myself. The the, the, par- the par- parody is probably, probably got to be fifty different titles. The parody titles, oh, if not man. more. I'm very curious now. to know if there is a oh the, 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 super, the Superman parody. The Superman parody. There is a um, is there a Willy Wonka. Uh, no, no one has that kind of money for a budget. <laughs> the chocolate thing will kind of throw that off. That would be like an yeah. old anal film, probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Augustus, get out of the tube. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just kind of made up that own scene in my head, what that would look like to we're gonna me. Write right? that. We're going to start writing after yeah, the show. We're, we're going we're to start doing a script, Nina. We'll send it to you for uh, final proof. Wonka's Willy. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. No, it would be called Willy Wanker. Yeah. Willy Wanker, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> All right, so Nina, I uh, had another uh, question for you. Um we're mm-hmm. gonna keep it to. We're gonna kind of. I know we're kind of going all over the place here. I want to kind of bring it back to uh, Valentine's Day. And I know you don't like the whole traditional Valentine's Day. You, oh, no, you know, oh, no, thing, but, you know. but I, I like the. I like the idea. I like the idea. I like the idea of there being a day mm-hmm. that you really just try to, you know, Get put some. the relationship front and center. What happens? I think for a lot of people, it's a pressure to make it a perfect day, and you can't. One day can't make up for a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. So if your day-to-day relationship hygiene 
is not good, then Valentine's Day is not going to fix anything. And um, I really think that people just need to make like little efforts here and there. Um, my my oh, girlfriend really yeah, likes the small yeah. stuff. She loves, uh, so, I mean, she hates surprises, but she never gets mad when I surprise her with flowers or just like small right. things. Like I tell guys, I go, really, you want to you want to help your girlfriend out? You want to help your wife out? You want to get her at least hot or at least appreciative? Um, do do something, the just, just do something around the house without her asking. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. Every day is Valentine's well, for, Day well, in this for, house. For, first, <laughs> well, first, if you do something she's been nagging you about, she finally realized, oh, he's actually listening. I'm not mm-hmm. talking to the air. Yep. Secondly, he cares. Mm-hmm. He cares what I think. That's really important. And for most, especially if there's children involved, anything that involves housework turns him into a hottie. So, hey, honey, I'll put the kids to bed. You go take a nice hot bath. And I'll join you in about an hour. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. And um, so she had a moment to relax, get her head into a sexy space as opposed to a mom's space. Yay. And you get time with your kids. Yay. And then you meet in the bedroom and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, there you go. We can watch Forensic Files. <laughs> well, not, not everybody's following Bubba's a perfect night in. Good night. So. <laughs> All right. No, baby, that feels great. And uh, make sure you uh, steal also, out that evidence back. My husband, my husband, no, you're younger, so you might still have spontaneous sex. My husband and I don't have whether it's judging that sex anymore. You know, we're in our 50s and 60s, and the if we waited for mutual lust to overtake us before having sex, we would never fuck. Now, that's interesting. So we have to plan for spontaneity. So we just, again, what, what, porno, what porno does a disservice and what regular media does a disservice is by putting the idea in people's heads that for sex to be, quote, unquote, good, it has to be spontaneous and mutually passionate at the same time. Um, we walk eyes across the room and then cut to, cut to a jumbled bed and happy people. It's like, okay, in real life, after the new relationship energy fizzles out and the and the bunny fucking is no longer there we have to make space for sex mm-hmm. so we so my husband and I, we plan for spontaneity so we look at the calendar decide okay this is a good day and that's going to be a date night you've heard of date night oh yeah and um so once that day starts we you know we know what's going to happen later so we're extra nice to each other but we're nice all the time pretty much and then I set the space up, and we get ready, and so. And then when the date starts, it's sex time. So no, no discussion. It's not about sex. Nothing. Nothing can't wait two hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's all going to still be there in two hours. And so we just we choose to show up. We decide to focus our energies on each other and the sex, and we never have bad sex anymore. I, I don't. You don't never have bad sex. Okay, so because and that's, that's good. It just happens. Yeah, no, that, that that's great that you know you, you guys have that understanding. Obviously, you know because you guys have been married for yeah. so long, and and you know how and that yeah. works for you guys, and and that's excellent. But yeah. what I'm curious is about is when you are with your other partners, is it the same way or does pretty it, much? Some... When we're not we're not poly in the way that people casually come in and out. So if I'm with other people again, we we have, we have made a date. So we are. Oh, I remember you telling us about that last have, time. Like he knows when you are going to be with someone, and vice versa. I got you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no. So, so for example, when I go to this convention in Ohio, when I go to a 
kinky sex convention, I don't have to ask permission, hey, honey, is it okay? He knows I'm going to do all kinds of wild and crazy stuff with people that he doesn't want to have wild and crazy stuff with himself or things that he doesn't want to be involved in. So I, I mm-hmm. like a wider range of age than he does. I like the wider range of physical appearance than he does. I like both genders and he's heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, we, we don't need, quote, unquote, permission for individual acts or behaviors. He knows that when I go to those places, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to have a lot of wild and crazy sex that he has no interest in at all. Thank you. I don't want a picture. <laughs> and then if I can set him up with a date with a woman when I'm gone, I do. I try to do that because I like to know that he has alone time with women who like things that I don't like or are he's heterosexual and I'm not. So I like for him to be with heterosexual women whenever possible because the energy between a het man and a het woman is different than the energy between a bi woman and a het man. Well, I mean, and so I like I like for him to go play in that pond because it's, it, it makes them happy. And, um, again, as, a, as people who are not monogamous, the reality is the more people I have sex with, the more I love my husband. Because anybody can spend once or once in a while, but, you know, day in, day out, intimacy, that's for him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple layers intimate with my playmate, and I'm all the way very intimate with my husband. So no one else sees me sick. I know one else is going to take me to the hospital. That's kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, and, and like I said, and that's great. You know, you're, you're scheduling, you know, uh, dates for him while you're out of town. So that really scores you, you know, major wife points there as well. So that, 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 forget, that's great that you guys forget, have that understanding. Can, everyone says that when they realize, and I fuck men without him there too. Mm-hmm. So oh, I know. I'm just saying as it pertains to your guys' relationship. As it pertains to your relationship, like you guys know, you know, basically how to take care of each other. And that's really great. And, yes. you know, and everybody should kind of take that as a general, like, piece of advice, in my opinion, just to basically just going back to know what works, do for each other right. what you feel like the other and, person and what on, works for both And honor your agreement. Whatever your agreement is, honor that. Mm-hmm. No lying, no cheating, no subterfuge, no things that you can't tell the other person because, let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had that. My first marriage was full of, of lying, withholding, non-communication, and it was, it was a doomed relationship, and it was really unhealthy for the entire duration, and I'll never do that again. I, I can definitely agree with that because me and my girlfriend were, were very upfront with each other and, you know, how Bubba and his wife like to recap. Uh, me and my girlfriend were mm-hmm. upfront at first and used our words and had a conversation about Yay! it's not okay. And she yeah. is, she's seven years younger than me. And mm-hmm. I found that very surprising with a girl as young as she is, she should be of college mindset and she's really not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, that's one thing that really attracted me to her is that, you know, she's got, she's got a lot more going on, uh, for someone her age than, than most people her age. And, and I really love her for cool. it. And we had that conversation you know, some people, beforehand. Some it's great. Into business. They don't need college. The business is where they're at. And they're, and, and, uh, it, it's really good. Yeah. Get the agreement up first and then don't change it unilaterally. Yeah. Because that's that cheating thing. And, you know, and mm-hmm. also discover, you know, okay, we're, our choice is to be sexually monogamous. Where's the line? May I look at other people? Can I flirt? Can I have lunch with an opposite sex person in a public place? Mm-hmm. What, 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 what to me, what to you constitutes, quote, unquote, a line that cannot be crossed? And here's what my lines that can't be crossed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we've discussed whatever all that. that is. It's, been, it's been whatever great. that is. Like it's just been great the whole time. Like we know each other up front. Everything is is laid out. Um, I mean, she and I are monogamous, so we've we've you know, mm-hmm. we made sure that you know this is how I roll, this is how she rolls, and we're both on the same cool. thing with that. It's and it's been great. Like the the amount of communication I've had in this relationship has been more than I've had in any of my previous ones. So it's Yay. been just like my just changing my approach and everything has been so beneficial. Yay. And I have I Woo. have to thank for that. I really do because you our first conversation when we're basically just like use your words and i decided to give it a try and it's been extremely helpful so i can't thank you enough for that good advice oh cool a really wonderful wonderful book is by a woman named esther perel e-s-t-s-e-r esther perel p-e-r-e-l called mating in captivity it's brilliant, a brilliant book. And when you read this woman's work, it's hard to believe that English is like her fourth language. It's like, she's one of those European smart ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she speaks like five languages. She speaks five or six languages, and English is but one of them. And it's a wonderful book about that. She's a psychologist and a marriage, a marriage counselor. And uh, so she just writes so eloquently about the challenges of maintaining monogamy over time. Um, and there's a wonderful book, a great writer called Janet Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y, and she talks about that humans are, humans are designed to pair bond, um, and but sexual monogamy is not natural to humans across the board. It's a decision that we make. So pair bonding is natural for animals. Even pair bonded, you know, lifelong pair bonds of geese, um, the pair bond remains strong and both geese will get a little something on the side, but they don't want to live with they don't want to live with that goose. They want to live with the other goose, and raise goslings with the other goose. So just you keep using your words, and um, you'll and you one day at a time will get to where you're going. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, actually, I, there was another thing I wanted to ask you about uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, I know we kind of got into advice for guys, you know, how Valentine's Day, you know, just don't reserve all the good things you do for that day, um, but. I wanted to ask you, say a guy goes all out. He does the flowers, the candy, the dinner, uh, all that stuff. Is it fair for him to expect something in return uh, sexually or, you know, what, what, what is not, your thoughts on that? Not if that wasn't for Okay. If a couple is already coupled, then, yeah, some kind of. I'm a big believer in sex before dinner because after dinner and dancing and drinking, I'm tired. I love <laughs> um, I'd like, I'd like to go to dinner. I like to, on a Valentine's, let's see what I would do. I would have a hot session from like three to five, take a little nap mm-hmm. till six, shower and dress up and go out at seven thirty-eight. have a fun night because you're remembering what you did earlier and you might mm-hmm. get a little extra blowjob at the end. Wow. All right. I can buy into I'm that. Write that. But if you that. wait, if you just what happens on Valentine's Day is this giant freighted weight of expectation. Your penis is going to shrink. She's going to feel pressured. There's going to be a fight, and what? So um, I would not. I would unless and if you haven't had sex with this person yet, I would not expect after again candy, flowers, dinner, drinking. Tired, late, uh, mm-hmm. but I would ask ahead of time. You know, again, I, I, are you nah, straight people? I don't know what they do. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, tr- traditionally, I mean, at least with my friends, well, me and my girlfriend, we're working on Valentine's Day. So it's traditionally, sex is supposed to just happen, and in real life, that is much more difficult to manage because of expectations and people not using their words and whatever. So, if he's just expecting some kind of sexual favor, but has not expressly said, you know, I find you very attractive, and I would love to spend some naked time with you. What do you say? And, and, and what's her upbringing? Is she upbringing the one to make him, make him wait, make him wait, make him wait, make him jump through hoops, and then maybe give it to him? Or, I don't, you know, straight people are weird. I don't understand them. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, uh, well, and it, it, that's that's true. It's it's different between, you know, but no, no, people. He, if, um, if he hasn't, so to go to your question, if he's done all this, should he expect sex? No, he should not expect sex. Okay. Because that, that then, then if he's going to do that, go buy the blowjob. Save the time, save the effort, save the money, save just get the blowjob. But you should have sex. You should have sex before dinner, though. Yeah, I I, I don't like having sex on a full stomach. I don't feel sexy. I feel I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can, no, I can also buy I'm, into that. Not, That's a great piece of advice there. I, I like I'm not in my twenties anymore. When you can do that, That's a really good idea. You know, I'm, as as, I'm as we get change. older, our bodies yeah. shift and our biorhythms shift and. Um, but the last thing I want to do at eleven thirty at night after two glasses of wine and some chocolate molten lava cake is have someone on top of me banging away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also you don't want somebody to fart while it's going on too, right? Because you have no idea. So that's that you're just avoiding all kinds of uh of well, uh, bad you, can't, there. you can't handle the occasional passing of gas during sex. You're not mature enough to have a partner. I mean that's just come also, on. Also also true. That is so true. That's very, very yeah. true. If, 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 if yeah. If you, if you ask like a sixth grade boy if someone farts and you don't mm. give her a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Bubba's marriage has just crumbled to pieces. Um, so, all right, Nina. Uh, it, okay. So, it's Valentine's Day. We have, there are mm-hmm. two gifts that we have to choose from. We either have a nice candy and flowers package or a fleshlight. Mm-hmm. What's the safer choice? <laughs> or what's the better choice? Well, if I'm a girl wanting to get my guy very happy, I would get the Nina Hardy flashlight and say, <laughs> you know what, I'm never going to have a real threesome, but I'll play act as far as I can go. That's an I've, excellent point. And so, we were right? talking about so this before a, we talked to you about the flashlight. A flashlight is super safe. There's no other person in the room. It's still you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, so a a a frisky female um, will offer that, you know. Hey, and um, if again, oh god, you know, some I've met some guys who are real super uptight and straight, and the woman has been friskier than he has been. So it's all, and the thing is always he wants the joke is he wants more sex than she does, or he wants more wild sex than she does. But I found the first time a woman goes, okay, sure that he becomes filled with insecurity and inability mm. to perform. Because now he's been called on it. Yeah, he's you know? been called out and it's and like, all right, well, now let's see what you got if you want all this stuff to Exactly, happen. exactly. So um, so if, she, if, she, if he's been pressing her for a threesome and she's saying, dude, not going to happen, but she can get girlfriend points by getting the Nina Hardy flashlight and saying, got a half a threesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a two and a half. Just don't call out Nina's name, and it should be right. all good. 
No, I do. And, uh, <laughs> and, and there's no, and there's again, no worries about disease or anything like that. That's another reason um, I'm getting the wife some headphones so she doesn't hear me saying your name. Oh, that's so funny! You are hilarious. You are hilarious. What was that, honey? Oh, nothing. 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 Just. Oh, you're terrible. (laughs) Hey, so how do I get an autographed flashlight? Um, you um get a flashlight. You send it to me with return postage, and I shall find it. Okay. Because I I really seriously, we had talked about this uh, Mm -hmm. before we got to talking uh, to you. Because I saw the tweet that you had. Uh, in reference to the flashlight, I think you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about the threesome thing, and I, uh, yeah, I told Kyle, I was like, I would love to have an autographed flashlight from you. Yeah, we would like an exclusive uh, signature series Nina Hartley flashlight. Yes, so. <laughs> you have left such a huge impact on at least my life in the past year um, with with my sex life. I mean, like Kyle said, being able to talk and being more open just from the simple conversation that we had with you last time. Hence the reason we wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you again. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yay! Well, this is what I do. I, I got into I got into porn for two reasons. First, did you know that porn is full of naked ladies? Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? <laughs> and and they said yes. They do. So I got into porn for two things: I sex with naked ladies, and B to to gain enough experience so I can talk about sex in such a way to help other people. Because. For example, uh, your girlfriend, she's probably heterosexual, is she not? Okay, so I'll never get with her. I need you to show her a good time for me. So you're helping me. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. With that, it really is. With that being said, I have an anniversary mm-hmm. coming up. And our anniversary is actually February 29th. So we actually get a leap year day official anniversary this year. Um, How fun! So you've been together four years. <laughs> exactly. Years. Yeah, yeah. The amount this of is, the, the this number is actually going to be our third, our, yeah. our real third anniversary. We've been together for twelve. But yeah, so so the That's actual great. number of years. That is a fun thing. Yeah. So I just found out the other day. She uh, she had told me she had was going to have a secret. You know, she had plans for us for that weekend. And she, finally, she broke down and told me what she did. She got us a cabin in the middle of nowhere, um, hot tub, fireplace, everything. Um, for the weekend, so what? What would I? What should I do? What's What's my approach to that? Aside from just have sex for forty eight hours straight, and I'm just trying to well, fathom the whole two hour thing you we were talking about a little bit ago. Right. Well, don't forget when well, my my family goes with my husband for two hours. That's not intercourse for two hours. You know, no, 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 no. I don't care how good a dick a guy has. I do not want to bone anybody for two hours straight. It's like, give me a freaking break. But there may be accumulated forty-five minutes of intercourse and all that. But we're also kinky, so in between the in between the fucking, there's you know, beatings and whippings and blowjobs and cunnilingus and stuff. So that's it. That's just us. So pace yourself. Learn, um, if you have a couple weeks, I would go. If you don't know how to do a good foot rub already or a good shoulder rub, I would go to a um, um, official massage therapist and or a pedicure place and say, here is $30, teach me how to do a basic foot rub for my girlfriend, for my wife. And they'll totally take the money and teach you how to do a basic foot rub. Um, by now, you should know how to do a basic breakfast and a basic dinner that's not, you know, tater tots and frozen pizza. Um <laughs> But you, you know, you know your wife. You know what things from you make her feel loved and appreciated. Do those things. 
whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing it's it's kind of odd. But the, the thing between us that's ever been like. I would I wouldn't want to say it's a problem because if it was like the if it's the only problem we have we're amazing. But as you said, um, she's she's all about thinking it should be spontaneous. I'm the other way. I we're so busy that I'd rather say uh-huh. almost schedule it. You know, I mean, like hey, See, I think you have to schedule is to schedule spontaneity. So here's a win. So here's a win win. Um, first. It, there's no rule. There's no rule written that every time you're sexual, they each have to have an orgasm. So, for if I don't know how quickly she can achieve climax, depending if she's in the mood. But if you can, you know, so uh, so flirting and connecting, a slap on the butt, a kiss, a booby grab, um, but not full sex. It helps keep her motor running. But you're still thinking, yeah, but six o'clock, and then turn off the computer turn off my phone, and get her all my attention. So it feels spontaneous to her, but it's planned for you because until 6 o'clock, your penis isn't involved. Oh, I see. So you keep, you keep this plate spinning, you know, hump or whatever, whatever, whatever your signs of affection are, the, the casual two-hump the two hump on the leg or the booty squeeze or the kiss and the smack of me or whatever the little ting, 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 <laughs> keeping her spinning, keeping her excited. And then eventually, you know, you know, you have your mental space set up and then it can be quote unquote spontaneous. Um, but I'm with you. I'm, I, I believe. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm uh see the thing with, she's actually mentioned to me. It's like, you know, Hey, why don't one of these days just bend me over the counter in the kitchen? Okay, so here's what you can do. I'm not saying I wouldn't do so, that, but it's just for me. So, I'm so more of the in, in your own in like your that. own time. Yeah. You know, we're talking all she. If you're if you're married to the long haul, four four quote unquote super spontaneous things a year is enough for her to say, "Hey, it can happen." So, again, you plan. So, if she's available spontaneously then that puts the thing back on you to you get you plan the window where you can be quote unquote spontaneous. But you are you are you know what? Okay, I got this to do, that to do, but at four o'clock I can totally clear my mind for something fun. Don't tell her, yo baby, wait till four o'clock <laughs> But you alarm. will know that come four o'clock you're gonna go find her because you have gotten yourself in whatever mood you need to get into and so for you it won't be quote unquote spontaneous but she'll experience it as spontaneous. I think and she'll be happy, it'll make her feel good. I think she would think it's spontaneous if we did it any other time aside from right before we go to sleep. Okay, then that's on you. Yeah. I think that's I, yeah, I just I just sunk in after fifteen years with yeah. That's it. I'm done. It's okay. I'm not do it. Do it. Take it in. So, so again, it, it, it's 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 understanding how she experiences your attention. It can be totally planned. You know, okay, I got four to five. I got I, I can take a break from four to five o'clock, and then I got to go back to my to my article. But for her, it's like, honey, I'm working all day on uh, four four ten. You come find her. It's like, oh man, I get. I have to. I have to take a work break, baby. Bend over. <laughs> That's perfect. But you you knew all along that it was going to be four ten. So it's planned. He on- didn't know it was going to be at all. There you go. Planned on my side, spontaneous on hers. Excellent. There you go. She there cannot- you go. I have to make sure she doesn't listen to this damn show now. So because <laughs> <we're good. laughs> she'll call me out on it. 
oh, we're not doing it now. You had it planned. <laughs> no, you, you know what? Then I mean, that's all the time. Talks, that's a whole too. conversation. And I'm sure, I'm sure after 15 years, you don't have that kind of conversation. She would not, you know, at, after 15 years, any wife who says, I don't want your attention, it's like, okay, then the fact that she still wants to make love with her after 15 years is a great sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, you, whatever you're doing, you know, so just different times of day. So a weekend away with a hot tub and a cabin in the woods, that just sounds Super awesome. So this portion of our show will be dedicated to practicing cuddling as a finger technique. And that portion of the show will be dedicated to practicing nut sack sucking. And this part of the show will be foot rubbing. And this part of the show will be hot tubbing. And this part of the show will be bending her over the counter and slamming her from behind. So the whole weekend can be quote unquote spontaneous. But this, you know, listen to your body and follow the energy in your body. And, 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 and she's okay. Obviously, for me, it's back and ass always works, but other women don't take that as a friendly thing. I'm, I'm going to ask grabber. More of a, gr- a hard. Oh, ooh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a friend. I have a, my boy partner is like that. He says because uh, of his wrist slapping hurts his wrist. He's a grabber. It's like fine, grab is good. Yeah. <laughs> I can um, be slap and grab in one move. Yeah, <laughs> now, the spontaneous hug, grab, grind, smooch that takes ten seconds. That's fun. And that happening all day keeps my motor running. I don't need it to go to completion each time, but I do like having erotic contact with my partner throughout the day. That does not automatically go the whole distance. That's a good idea. I mean, the thing is, her and I are very touchy-feely, which I think is very important, oh, at least good. for us. It is um, very, yes. After 16 years, my husband and I still, we, we, we're very, we hold hands. We, we still go to sleep completely entangled with each other, and that's really nice. Yeah, we're the same way, so that's definitely a good thing. Yay, you! Hey, what, Yay was, you. what was that nutsack thing you were talking about a minute ago? <laughs> well, I like, I like, I really love oral worship. I like cock worshiping uh-huh. um, because it's just fun for me. So um, I like to, he stands, I kneel, he sits, I kneel. And instead of going at it from the cock down, I will come at it from the ball sack up. But um, if the guy is relaxed enough, let's face it, the nut sack is super, super stretchy. You can nibble it, bite it, pull it, pinch it. You cannot do that to the testicles because those are more tender. But the skin, don't forget, the ball sack skin is the same skin as her outer lips. And, you know, you can, if you remember your high school fumblings or whatever, you can really pull on the lips. You can tug on them. You can bite them. You can just, they're really quite sturdy. Um, and the nut sack is the same skin. So if you had been born a girl, what is your nut sack would have been your outer furry lips. And if I had been born a boy, what are my outer furry lips would have become my nut sack. So that's just how that works. So I, have a very, I like pulling. In. I have a very ticklish nut sack. Oh, then, then, then no on that. My husband hates it, too. For I, him, I seriously, like, it that's bothers the hell out of me. It really bothers the hell out of me. She'll go for it, and I'm like, oh, no. And I start laughing. It just ruins everything for me. <laughs> Got it. Oh, fine. So you, you and my husband are kindred spirits. He does not like it either. So for him, it's a no-go zone. Other guys love it. Everybody's different. Um, so obviously, um, or I tell people, you know, if your partner, I, I can talk all day about things I like to do, but the person in the room with you says something, listen to that person. Yeah, I, I, I tend to. Obviously, because I'm not there, they're there, and so clearly, just because I say, in 87.2% of cases, this is a very effective technique, and you get the one that's in the 12% that does not work for, you know, obviously, 
but maybe I should work. Yeah, but my body said it doesn't work. So listen to the body. Never, you know, I, I'm here to give you ideas. The other person's actual physical response should be what is informing your behavior and vice versa. Yep. No, I, I, yep, no, I, I agree with, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with Bubba, um, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of stay away from my balls. I've had two hernia surgeries. It just doesn't feel right. It, so, yeah, exactly. So that's, so for me, it's more of a medical I, 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 thing. And remember, I have a funny story. Yeah. Actually, one time I did date a massage therapist and she grabbed my balls. She had very strong hands and I'm like, no, nope, don't, nope. Don't, that's a no. Ah, what? <laughs> well, I've been getting testosterone uh, shots for over two years, so there's hardly anything down there right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you know what? Just any any woman who wants, you know, if you say boner killer, that tells me don't ever do that again. So certain things I know with my husband, just don't ever do. Don't suggest it. Don't go for it. Don't even don't even joke about it. And so again, if someone, and I don't think it's happening in your relationships, but in relation people people out there in, in in podcast land, if your partner feels or a need to poke at you in an area you've said is tender. That's a red flag. If you feel a need to poke at an area your partner says is a no-go zone, that's a red flag. That is that is repressed hostility, and it has no business in coming out in a sexual manner. That, that doesn't need to come out in words. Mm-hmm. So that's why so many women have such a bad experience with anal eroticism because, first, the movies are not how it happens in real life. Full stop. Don't even. Don't even, guys. That's a porno movie with professionals. Stop. Body in the front room with you. But so if you are, you know, I, guys do it. They 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 work for weeks on relaxing her and gaining her trust, and then at one point, their inner twelve-year-old goes poke, and everything is ruined, and they're back to square one because he could not contain his inner jerk. So if if any, no matter what you're doing with a person, if you feel like being a jerk when you when you're trying to be intimate, or your partner is a jerk when trying to be intimate. I think stop, put your clothes on, and talk about that, because um, you cannot. If your if your if, if your inner adult man, adult woman, is fighting with your inner middle schooler, you have to that has to be wrestled to the ground. Because the middle schooler, middle there's a reason middle schoolers can't have sex because they're not grown ups. And how many people in your life do you know their inner child is running their sex life? It's a very bad idea. Right. And you've done, you, if you don't have that yourself, you're married 15 years, you know people who still do it. On their, these are people on their third marriage, and they have the same problem in each marriage. That means that person's inner, young, inner child is running the relationship boat, and it's always a disaster. Now, this, this might be a, a stupid question. What is your opinion on couples, for example, my wife and I, watching porn, mm-hmm. to, watching porn together? I think watching porn together is great as long as a... Both people are into it, and B, they can just, they can decide what kind of porn works for both of them. Because there's, there's the porn you watch alone to masturbate. There's the porn you watch with your friends to point and laugh, and the porn you watch with your partner, hopefully to foster a good time. And that's not always the same movie. And uh, in long-term relationships that are monogamous, I do encourage solo dates, i.e., solo use of porn and masturbation, just to. You know, because mo- no one's Venn di- no one's sexy Venn diagrams completely overlap. There's always going to be some sliver of desire that doesn't quite mesh with the other person, and especially if you're trying to do monogamy, it's helpful to give the other person some fear of privacy, not to have an affair, but some privacy with themselves to look at porn that you just don't even understand. 
what? <laughs> that is, you know, because don't forget, pornography is a fantasy. In our mind, in our erotic mind, again, a lot of my fantasies are illegal, immoral, or against the laws of physics. But in my mind, because you can go anywhere in your mind, I give my, I give my mind full freedom. I have mental freedom to think anything I want. I don't get to do anything I want, but I can think anything that gets my clip going. And the parts of what gets me going, get me going that don't make my husband hot, I'll just look at on my own. Because I'm in, I may be in a couple, I may be 16 years married, but I'm still an individual person with my own private interior life. So if a couple, so if a couple, there's a movie you learn to watch together that really worked for you, and then there's a movie you put on so you can just laugh with each other at this craziness. What is this guy? What? And then there's a movie you watch on your own. So here's another thing you can do. So okay, schedule date night, fine. Um, and I'm gonna go spend 45 minutes by myself looking at my hot stuff, and you can spend 45 minutes getting yourself aware of a mood, and we'll meet, and we'll meet in the living room in 45 minutes, what do you say? And so you're, you're, you're both your motors are running. I don't care what gets your motor running, if you express it with each other. There's a joke. I don't care where my partner gets their appetite as long as they come home to eat. Hmm. Um, and that is, in long-term monogamy, you do need outside energy. You do need, you do need other ideas coming in to keep the molecules bouncing around each other. So it makes sex so hot in the beginning is the molecules are all brand new. This is amazing. Who are you? What is this? Oh, my God, what does this do? Whoa! And after a while, it's like, you know, and we all, anyone out there listening who has been in a long-term relationship knows that everybody has a, what I call a basic session that gets the job done both ways. One, two, hand on hip. Three, four, move to boob. Five, six, <laughs> give a kiss. Seven, eight, turn her around. Set, nine, ten, bend her. You know, everyone, everyone has that. But that can't be all the sex that you have. Some of the sex has to be truly spontaneous or like we're exploring something new together because exploring something new together is what you did in the beginning when you're both strangers to each other. If you can find new avenues to explore together as a couple, you're always discovering something new with each other. This strengthens the bond, makes our own little world our own special thing because it's just us and we're discovering this together and this can be whatever it wants to be. So there, there is my own sense of myself as an individual, independent, sexual person and then there's this thing that you the thing that you and I have created called us, and us needs to be fed. We need to be fed. The thing, entity that's the two of us needs to be fed. And some of what needs to feed it is ideas that I get from over there and ideas that you get from another place. And they're going to come back and I'm going to mix these ideas up and see what happens. Now, well, I hope your weekend at the cabin sounds, it sounds awesome, dude. It sounds really great. Actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, I have to get past the uh, horror movie uh, cabin out in the middle of the woods, sort of thing. Oh, you are no, 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 well, seriously. Kill you. <laughs> well, seriously, I won't go outside. <laughs> you know, I won't go outside at that, night. That, that, that weird, that weird sound you hear late at night is just a wolverine chewing on the wood to get the salt, or a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And unfortunately, that smell you feel is the skunk nesting under the house. <laughs> I'm actually going to Gatlinburg with uh, my girlfriend at the last mm. week of February, so we're gonna we're, nice. we're into like you know 
seeing just obnoxious things, weird things, different things. So we're probably going to go to um, the the world's biggest salt and pepper shaker museum and stuff well, like that. Fun. So, oh, that's, see, see, that kind of stuff is awesome. Yeah, I love she, that kind she of loves stuff. salt and pepper shakers, and she was like, let's go to Gatlinburg. I was like, well, you're in for a treat because I don't know if you know this is there, but she got so excited. So we're, we're taking a few days. That's we're great. Go so now, does she, so, does she collect the – those beautiful, um, fabulous matching salt and pepper shakers from the 30s, 40s, and 50s are just awesome. Mm-hmm. She, does she have a collection yet? Uh, she, just, she doesn't just really have a collection, matching, per se. Oh, my gosh. Matching lovebirds and everything you totally can imagine. Salt and pepper shakers have been, have been, have been made. I have a tiny collection. I have, um, but, yeah, that's not a bad thing to collect, actually. Yeah, she hasn't really started a collection yet, but... I'm kind of hoping I can encourage her to to do that because she says she she loves them. She's like, I think unique salt and pepper shakers are so cute. And I'm like, all right, well, fine. We go down there and you find a set that you like in the gift shop. Well, I was like, I'll buy them for you because I mean, I collect. There you go. It's a good boyfriend. It's a good boyfriend. It's a good boyfriend. That's right. right. But it's really great because now you always have the right gift for her that's a little bit thoughtful, not Mm -hmm. too expensive, and it shows that you you listen, you care, and here I support you. Then. What girlfriend doesn't want to hear that? It's worked so far. There you go. <laughs> Can't Yay! <don't> so. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the, the, the watching porn as a couple together. And the reason why I brought that up, honestly, my wife and I have never watched one together. Um, I know it sounds kind of weird. Maybe. I don't know. Um, no. But no, that's, not, that's why I wanted to know your opinion porn. on that. Um, also, a, what about faking yes. it? Is it good or bad? Um, um, it. In long-term marriage, it really has no place because um, uh, it just gets you more what you don't want. Now, that being said, uh, depending on the time of month, how much how much brain power she has left for it, and I, and I, I had a boyfriend once who did fake orgasms. That was a sign that we were relationship was was dying. Um, but so men can men can fake it too, just so you know. Um, and if it's a regular thing, it is a problem that needs addressing. I'd rather say, sweetheart, um, I'm having a great time, but I really just don't have the energy to come tonight. Go ahead. Um, rather, than, rather than fake it, I just, I, I wouldn't fake it. However, a lot of guys out there feel bad when their partner doesn't come. A, they, they're nice guys. They feel selfish. They don't want her to get resentful. Yep. Um, they worry about their, quote, unquote, performance. But your responsibility is not to get me off. My responsibility is to let you know how to help me get there. So if I really say, you know what? I just cannot get there tonight, but I love seeing you come. Please, I'm not having a bad time. But that happens, you know, three out of five times. Then you got a conversation. You got to happen. It happens once out of ten times. Really fine. I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, if I'm not in the mood, I'll give the blowjob. A, I like cock sucking, and B, it, it's something I like to do in and of its own self. But rather than go through all of having intercourse, knowing I'm probably just not in the mood to come tonight. But sometimes I realize that once I get going, I am in the mood. Of course, again, uh, when it, we, we plan sex, so I always know that I, I, and we have to take a long time, so I'm going to get there. Right. It may take a while, I'm going to get there. Um, but I, that's why I was having more vanilla relationships. I didn't mind, also much younger, I didn't mind, you know, a blowjob, a fuck, without orgasms and then coming to the last one because orgasms were difficult for me when I was younger. I didn't know how my body worked very well. But I liked being sexual. I liked being around it. But the pressure to come, again, porno and 
porno and movies make it seem like my orgasm is a gift. One's orgasm is a gift. One's partner, and I don't. No one comes for anybody else. Orgasm is the supreme moment of selfishness, and so the thing that guys should never say is, "Oh, baby, oh, baby, come for me." It's like, and we're done. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. I don't come for you. I come for me, and you're lucky to be in the goddamn room. Now shut up and go back and play with my tits. Come now. You can say, "Oh, baby, that's hot," or "You're beautiful," or "Oh, yeah." But you most, unless you've established that she loves talking in her ear, which is coming. If a woman has a difficult time achieving orgasm, says Nina, raising her hand, the closer I get, the less I want you to talk. Because I am trying to get there, I have to go someplace in my head, and you can play with my boobs, you can be holding me close, you can be kissing me, but I don't need your words in my head because I'm really trying to go where I need to go. Um, now, some couples are different. Um, some women are very easily orgasmic. They're very cummy girls. It's like, yay them. They're awesome. They fit ego strokes. And some of them do <laughs> like, can talk, be talked to through orgasm because their threshold is lower. But my threshold is really high and it's very complicated. And shut up. <laughs> what I'm to come. You're trying to focus, right? I'm trying to focus, and guys and guys often feel that too, you know. So, oh yeah, baby, oh yeah, come on my tits, come on my tits, like sweetheart, shush, shush. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, and but you know, women want to do something, so they said, so sweetheart, just kneel there, hold your boobies together, let me touch your hair, and I'll get there in a minute. And so, I learned how to just sit there and appreciate the moment. Because depending on whatever, again, don't forget, I'm with a lot of guys who get performance anxiety because, oh my God, this is heartless. Like, no, I'm just me right now. There's no cameras. You mm-hmm. see cameras? No. If I'm with you in private, it's because I think you're sexy, and if I think you're sexy, I don't have judgment about what gets you off. So you just go do what you got to do, and I will help if I can. Um, I'm weird that way, but that that, that works for me. But being judgmental about what gets somebody else off is a surefire way that surefire sign that you're too immature to be in relationship. If what the other person needs, obviously, barring illegal activity, non-consent, that kind of thing, what you need to get off of is what your organism needs, the stimulation your organism needs to get to the edge. And there's no moral judgment on that, and there's no ego involved. Because it's your body. I'm here in the room with you, but you're not coming because of me. I'm helping you get there. I may be added to your excitement because, hey, you said this, woo-hoo. But I still understand that orgasm, even in conjunction with actual intercourse, is still a very personal, private thing. And if you and your partner can work it out so that with clitoral stimulation with a toy or a finger and intercourse, you can achieve orgasm, quote-unquote, at the same time, that's a really great thing, but it should not be the goal. Again, in, 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 in a lot of porn and certainly almost all romantic movies that are not comedies, the orgasm happened at the same time, easily and spontaneously. That is such a disservice to real people. It so does not work that way in real life. Mm-hmm. Often, often the orgasms can be separated by as many as 10 or 15 minutes. One person finishes first, and not all women are most orgasmic. So once, once I come, I'm done. It's like, dude, you know what? I'll help you, but I don't need any more attention from you. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, and so my partner's orgasm is their own thing, and, and we are sharing space, we're sharing time, we're sharing stimulation, we're sharing feelings. But when it comes down to it, it's two different bodies, and the two different bodies need different things to reach climax. And hopefully I 
hopefully I get to be in the room, I'll be helpful, I'll be supportive, but I do know eventually it's not about me, your orgasm is not about me. It's not about me. It may include me, it may involve me, but it's not about me. It's not a race. It's not, no, and it's not a race. Right, it's not a race. See, I'm a very unselfish. I'm a very unselfish. I'm very unselfish with that because I will keep going and hold out until she gets off. Oh, so basically, but that's good cock control. That because that's because you're a mature man person and not a boy person. So (laughs) the fact that over time you've learned how to you've learned how to regulate your arousal and not have an unintended orgasm too quickly that is the mark of mature lover. Yeah, that's mature emotionally and mature physically. Um, that you've learned how to handle your pleasure and to stay in the fun zone. And the secret is to be able to do that without thinking about batting scores or granny panties. But actually stay in the room with your partner and feel good and not come before you want to. That is the mark of a mature adult lover. Good and, job, Bubba. And biting a lot of pillows. <laughs> and biting a lot of pillows, yes, yeah. indeed. Absolutely. Because I tell you what, sometimes she takes fucking forever and seriously it just drives me insane. But well, you know, so I'm so still fine, a nice so guy. Fine. So here so here's what Here's what happens in my in my in my world. Ninety eight percent of the time, my husband comes first, and then he lays down beside me, and I have the vibrator pre plugged in, and he'll say, "What do you need from me?" And I'll say, "A, B, or C." And then within two to three minutes with the vibrator, I'm done. And so, you know, it was basically simultaneous. Um, but for me, what if if I have to, I have a hard time coming during penetration because the position my body likes to be in, and then if I'm focusing too much on my orgasm, because my orgasm is hard to get to, then I, I'm i no longer connected to him. I'm now getting more selfish than I want to be. So for us, most of the time, um, it works that we're totally together mentally for his orgasm, and then we're totally together mentally for my orgasm, and it's supposed to being in our own separate world for our own orgasms at the same time. Every couple's different. So, no. so if you don't want to hang on, if you don't want to hang on anymore, go ahead and come, catch your breath, and then say, "Hey, honey, how can I help you? Do I need to get, you know, big buzzy Betty out? Do I need my friend used to call her vibrator Wanda because it was a wand vibrator. <laughs> um, you know, um, every, most many people, you know, I cause call it the vibrator, get the get the Hitachi. I mean, I'm I'm pretty blunt <laughs> about that. Um, but uh, the every couple is different. So, but the pressure to come at the same time can be onerous occasionally. So if you are just tired of holding out, holding out, holding out, and then, of course, when you're, you're holding out for so long, when she starts going over, your organ goes, whoa, 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 what, what, oh, and then you're not, you're not in sync anyway. Yeah. How often does that happen? Yeah. Don't just don't say anything for real. But so, so um, if you can come together, fine, but don't make, it's not a failure if you didn't, and I'm trying to think, the best. And then there are couples like my husband and me, there are times that we can, quote, unquote, come at the same time is during a threesome when he's getting the blowjob and I have the vibrator, and then we can each concentrate on our own orgasms and, and quote, unquote, come together that way. Um, <clears throat> but we're weird, um, and we know that. <laughs> so each couple must find its own way to its own happy place, and it can look different for every couple because no two couples are alike. Oh, that's and, sweet. And, and no, and no single person is alike. So when you when you find that other person who's just as weird or into the same things as you, it really makes it work a lot better. Um, Doesn't so it? Though, it my does. gosh, you're so right. Mm-hmm. It really does. And my and, wife is weird. 
And my, my girlfriend's weird. <laughs> well, so <laughs> Yeah, and I'm weird. Though, so. I am a I'm a weirdo and my husband's a weirdo and but as he said years ago, Mother Nature never makes just one of anything. That's true. And it, and I I'm firmly believe that uh, there are no general rules of anything of health or, or anything like that. That I think everything is different for every person, and so it's sure. it's it's a good point. I really think that the theme of of today's conversation is really just being mature in your relationship and uh, and don't be a middle schooler. Don't be a middle schooler because yeah. <laughs> so you all guys rock my world. Do check out Central. Ohio Perversion Excursion, C-O-P-E, and or to the um, adventure, AIS.org, Adventures in Sexuality. It's a great resource. Um, it's obviously very kink-friendly, so you're going to see gender non-binary. You're going to see, you know, people all kinds of costumes. You're going to see every variety of body type there from, from traditionally pretty to very unusual. But the most important thing about the kink world is it's welcoming. It's not mm-hmm. judgmental. It's open, it's kind, and it welcomes everybody as long as you act right. And it's awesome. All right. Well, Nina, thank you so much for, for sharing that and uh, and also coming on the show again with us today. We really enjoyed will, talking I with will, you. We love anytime. you to death. We, we, we love talking cool. to you. And, and if you're ever in Ohio again, you better get a hold of us. I will. I will. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Nina Land, and my not safe for work site is Nina.com. Well, there you go. All right. And again, the, the beautiful, gorgeous, talented, legendary, uh, and intelligent. Always enjoy to talk to you. Nina Hartley, thanks again. Take care of yourself. I really hope we can talk Thank to you again down the road. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Rock Nina. on. Thank you. Bye. 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 So once again, an awesome uh, conversation with Nina Hartley again. Always love having her on the show. And, uh, well, she always gets us the most listened, so why not? I think I'm going to try to get her to be on the show once a month. Actually, I'm just going to have her move in, and yeah. she can just do the show, and we'll just be back up. That'll be fine, yeah. I can she's way more intelligent than the both of us, so I can buy into that. I can't even spell intelligent. <laughs> Try it. No, I can't. I intelligent. You is intelligent. Yep. So I really love speaking with that woman, and I get so mu- I take so much away from the conversations I have had with her, mm-hmm. and when I brought up, you know, the uh, you brought up the, the talking talking about stuff i mean that that kind of hit home with me too and you know that's why i was like i felt like i was on like dr drew or something like i was asking <laughs> her like what her opinion of this that and the other and uh yeah it's great she'll be on again like it's definitely it's gonna we'll end have up her on the, more often for could be sure. the barely nina show yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean she'll she'll be on just enough but she'll just be barely on the show nina live nina live that's right no, well, she already does live cam work, so we can't really use that. It was good. I yeah, I'm gonna remember this forever. Well, now you have some helpful tips, tips and bleh, tip. <laughs> Someone else is gonna have some tips later. You have some helpful hints and tips to use while you're on your little cabin excursion, wherever you guys are going. Hocking Hills. Hocking Hills, yeah. All right, cool. Chain, chainsaws, sweet. Yeah, Hocking Hills, chainsaws, creepy old dudes on the side of the road, hitchhikers with axes. It's gonna Hillbilly. be fun. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah wrong turn four or five whatever they're on nope <laughs> the hills have eyes and mouths <laughs> potatoes have eyes <laughs> all right um so it's it's glad that we're back what's been what this is the first show of the year it's been 18 months since mm-hmm. we've done a show before pretty uh, much seems like six years uh part, um, mostly my fault just because my work schedule has sucked and we've been really trying to coordinate but 
with our first show of the year, we wanted to start off right, and with a bang. you couldn't start off with a bigger bang than Nina Hartley, in my opinion. She is quite the big bang. Er, er. <laughs> but I, it's going to be good. It's I have I we both have been busy doing our shit, and it's nice to come back and do this. And um, next week. Uh, we're going to do a show, just you and I, like old school. Yep, we're going to go old school, just Bubba and Kyle, so only five people will want to listen, but uh, we'll get a lot of things uh, off our chest. I'm going to reveal some very dirty secrets about myself during that episode. Cool, I will reveal none about me, because I'm a pure person. No, you're not. I'm <laughs> I'm going to think of five things that I can reveal that a lot of people don't know about me okay. that I'm going to do for that show, and just kind of surprise the world. All right. It'll be my coming out. <laughs> okay. Is, I, I didn't say that right, did I? That, that didn't that didn't come out right. I will come out of the closet and tell everyone my secrets. That still still didn't sound right. I will be in the best mood, happy and gay for that show. Better. Okay. Better. I will suck man dick. Again, uh, I think you're throwing out. That one didn't sound right either? Yeah. Okay. So join us for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a fun show, kind of going back to our roots, even though we haven't been doing this that long. No, we haven't. It seems like we've we've lost ourselves already. We need to get back to basics. No, I don't think we're going to... I don't think we lost ourselves. We were finding ourselves. We we found ourselves. We were lost, but now we're found. Oh, okay. Is that a song? Yeah, it is. Sing it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Um... It, it, it we're it's going to be great again. It's going to be even more great. Yeah, it's going to be greater because it was like it's going to be great again. Like we weren't great before. We weren't. Okay, I can. Okay, oh, I just wanted us to get agreement on that. It was funny because I was listening to like some of our first shows, our very first show. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the first one isn't. You can't listen to it anymore, right? Because it was like the, the trial show. The trial show is no longer available. I still have it saved. It's archived. You do have it saved? Yeah, I have it saved. I almost want to like dump that on one of these times. Like It's almost like a surprise track on SoundCloud. You know, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? The one-year anniversary of our show. Really? I will put out our test show for a month. Yep. I will have it on there for a month. Do you know and then how- I will take it away again. <laughs> You know, it's like you put it back in the Disney vault. It will. I will put it back in the Disney vault. It's like it's our gonna, show and Little Mermaid. We're going to with the release of Aladdin, and then we're going to bring it back, and we're going to hide it. A again. whole new world with us. Mm-hmm. A, a, a dazzling place you never knew. You imagine how different that show is in comparison to how we are now. Well, I hope whoever listens to that show is a wrestling fan, because that's all we talked about. It was that. We uh, talked about wrestling. Walking Dead. Wrestling and Walking Dead. Two things we don't even talk about anymore on the show. We don't. But we've we don't. we've gotten past that. Yeah, we have branched out into we've other material. We've broadened our horizons. Exactly. And so. we have found some very interesting people to have on the show, which, uh, which we appreciate. If you're listening to this right now, we appreciate you coming along with us through the evolution of our show. Because it started out kind of rough. It uh, kept it going fun. a little rough. And uh, it's less rough. So thank you, for, it, it, it's <laughs> thank you a, for being with us as we smooth out everything. It's a lot less rough. Um, I do have to get out of my habit of um, uh, when I get guests, because mm-hmm. you, you kind of gave me shit the other day. Yeah, when, when, I you, told when, you. Yeah, when you get gas. No, get, guess. Oh, sorry. Not gas. Oh, sorry. Guess. Yeah. I, I kind of gravitate toward, towards the... Uh, Adult film industry? Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know what? I have talked to some wonderful people. You've talked to some wonderful porn stars. I have. And that was funny. It was a conversation I, that happened the other day. I was on the phone talking to uh, a future guest of ours. Yeah. And her number starts with 1-800, by the way. Oh, stop. It does not. <laughs> no, we're, I was talking to one of our future guests, and I will throw the plug out there. Not the butt plug, but the plug. Mm-hmm. Um, adult porn star, current star, Riley Reynolds. I was talking to her to be on the show, mm-hmm. and my wife was calling <laughs> on the other line. She called once she got out of work, and I ignored it because I was talking on the phone with somebody. Mm-hmm. So then I called her back and said, I'm sorry I missed your call, but I was on the phone with an actual porn star. And I felt like the coolest motherfucker in the world. Yep. You're the only person, I think, uh, that I know that can get away with that. Why is that? I'm doing it for the job. For I'm doing it for, it's a, like research. Yeah. So I can watch porn. Yeah. But I'm watching because of research. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, educate myself on Riley Reynolds' career uh, within the next few days. Okay. Yeah. And she's Probably like, when I get home. This is going to, I tell you what, this is going to be another great interview. I'm telling you, you that so? right now. Yeah. Talk to her. You get a good vibe from her. Absolutely. And one thing she told me she likes to do, a hobby of hers, she likes to play tabletop games. Really? Yes. That's awesome. I know. See, that's what I'm talking about. Very cool. So we might venture down Candyland. I'm fine with that. I'd, I'd love to have a board game conversation. Maybe it's like Cards Against Humanity, or maybe she's yeah. like Uno. Maybe she does the Jenga. Yeah. Yeah, the Je- they, seriously, t- tell me the last time you were you felt like you really got fucked over playing Jenga. You know, it's a funny story, real quick, not mm-hmm. even a story. I'm just going to tell you something. I've never played. You've never played Jenga? I own it. I never played it. It's like that DVD that everyone has that has never watched it, but you've owned that movie forever. For me, it's a, uh, Ben-Hur. Mine's Avatar. Or never no, seen no, Avatar. No, it's um, no, uh, Life of Brian. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Really? Yeah. The Monty I, Python? Holy I have shit, Life dude. of Brian still in the plastic wrap. It's so good. Anything Monty Python's been good, though. Yeah. History I, of the World, st- though, Still the sitting best. there in the plastic, haven't taken it out, haven't watched it. History of the World's the best. Yeah. History of the World is awesome. All right. So we've right. already talked for how long now? Uh, this show has gone on for about an hour and a half, and I think uh, people are tired of listening to us. I'm tired of listening to you talk. I'm tired of listening to me talk. I never get tired of listening to Nina talk because she always has interesting stuff to say, and I'm very, very thrilled that we were able to kick off the year right with her, and definitely we'll be back on with her down the road. I have to can't buy wait. a flashlight. I really can't wait. I have to buy a flashlight now. Yes, you. yeah. You know what? I may buy one, too, and just have her... Uh, have her sign it and send it back to me, and I was be like, "Hey guys, look what I got." <laughs> That's what it makes the sound. It makes yeah. All right, so next week we're doing a show. Yep, it's just going to be Kyle and Bubba next week. No, no guests, no nothing. We're just gonna we're just gonna shoot from the hip. So everyone have a wonderful, fantastic Valentine's Day. Yes, enjoy it with the person that you love, and uh, don't make a you know it, Valentine's Day shouldn't be just one day. Do awesome stuff for your partner. Every throughout day, the, every Valentine's day, throughout day. the whole year, spontaneously, not spontaneously. We got to schedule fun, uh, schedule it. But uh, yeah, Valentine's Day should not just be one day out of the year. Do be awesome the whole year. Be excellent to each other year round. And flowers and candy do not equal sex. That's true. Keep that in mind. And don't be a middle schooler in the bedroom with your little wiener. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, everyone, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we're glad to be back. We're glad you're back with us, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you more down the road. So everybody take care. Bye. See ya.